This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are at your very best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to both segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. Tonight's special guest is George Lobono, author of the book Alien Mind, The Thought and Behavior of extraterrestrials. Tonight's interview will be an in-depth discussion that will hopefully offer an understanding of how the brightest beings in the universe think and interact with others using highly nuanced fractal logic and how conversely aliens may have infiltrated the highest levels of power on Earth. George Lobono will be with us shortly. And visit the Veritas store for MMS and our futuristic metal case USB drives with all of our seasons and bonus material. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there is a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Rather than debate whether UFOs and aliens exist, George Lobono quotes human witnesses and informative aliens in a startling new exploration of the thoughts and assumptions of our extraterrestrial neighbors. 65 years after Roswell, evidence suggests 
that aliens are trying to get humans to step beyond elite greed and failed ecology in order to develop a more mature kind of cosmic citizenship. George fills in some of the blanks in public knowledge about aliens and will help you understand how aliens think and feel about their interactions with humans and other aliens. We will discuss how alien science and how humans can both detect and identify different types of aliens and their energy networks. Could there be an alien race that may actually want to militarize us by buzzing defense installations and breeding an obedient client population via abductions, then worsening other strains on Earth? Why would they do that? First and foremost, to create anti-alien sentiment that would isolate us from friendly neighboring aliens, allowing a specific alien race to do as they please here. Is this why the Star Wars Defense Shield is in place to prevent full contact? Did you know that some aliens consider human sleep an abbreviated form of death and a waste of time since they use wireless negative cycle technology that renews their energy, thus avoiding the need for sleep? For this and much more, George Lobono is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. and you are listening to Veritas. George Lobono is a writer and investigative researcher living in Davis, California. After studying U.S. history in graduate school, he traveled the world and worked as a freelance reporter and essayist. Author of books on various topics, his latest one, Alien Mind, The Thought and Behavior of Extraterrestrials, it quotes human contactees and informative aliens in a startling new exploration of the thoughts and assumptions of our extraterrestrial neighbors. And directly from Davis, California, I would like to introduce George Lobono du Veritas. Hello, George, and welcome. Thank you, Mel. It's great to have you on, George. And I have to ask you, because I finished your book last night, and it, it took me a few days to read, and it's one of those books that you have to read more than maybe two or three times to get it all. But for those who don't know who you are, George, tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, your background, and how you started researching the uh, topic of aliens and extraterrestrials. Well, um, I have this book called Alien Mind, which uh, you can read for free on the internet at alienmindbook.org if you don't want to mess with the paperback. Anyway, I got interested in this subject. I, I originally uh, did graduate study in the underside, essentially, of U.S. history and also studied some journalism. started working as an investigative journalist, did other writing. But what happened that really keyed my interest is in 1995, 17 years ago, 
contact essentially began in my case. Now, uh, prior to that, I thought it impossible because of the speed of light limitation on, you know, on, on just anything I thought. And what happened instead was, uh, obviously, I, I was standing in a park in San Francisco, and essentially communication began. And, uh, you know, I thought of myself as fairly intelligent because I'd had a scholarship to the University of Illinois for academics previously, but this was way more intelligent than me. And it wasn't merely, obviously, it's easily to conceive of someone more intelligent. I was aware of you and a little bit started on human telepathy. But all this, this was a different character, as though all the concepts were essentially resonating from a, a different set of assumptions. And as a matter of fact, uh, it, it, more than one thought was essentially conveyed, and they were faded so that they would sort of resonate more than one thought at the same time. It seemed like it, it, it also is though it was resonating in a much larger space, which essentially I later learned to be a kind of a structuring of hyperspace. So it continued and explicitly was suggesting, yeah, ET, and uh, I was just awed. You know, my hair stood up for days on end because uh, it, it was different. You know, all of a sudden your little world is never going to be the same. Everybody's a contactee has the same story. But I started to do research on this subject, and the only thing I could assume was that if I were to be contacted. It must have been in the context of the fact that, you know, I'm an investigative researcher. If I find out about something like this, I'm going to not only look into it, but I'm going to investigate and I'm going to get the story out. And uh, that, that's my assumption for the only reason why I would have been contacted. Essentially, to, to dig further, I was provoked to, to think beyond what many contactees just stop at, you know, eat, sort of like between two points, us and ET. I was provoked to criticize and look for, you know, what certain or even other ETs are actually doing regarding humans. And for those people, and right from the beginning, let me ask this question. For those people who say, okay, this is telepathy, how can we know that what George is saying is true? For the skeptics, how do you put him to rest? I would put it this way. Um, well, there's two bases for telepathy. One is, um, you know, in the human brain, we have brain frequencies from about 5 hertz, that's cycles per second, to about 30 hertz. And in that range of frequencies, there's at the lower end of that, from 5 hertz to about maybe 13 hertz, 11 hertz. ELF. That's, yeah, that's what's called ELF, extremely low frequency. That means they're just long wavelengths. As a matter of fact, Philip Corso, who wrote The Day After Roswell, the colonel in, who was reverse engineering or helping people reverse engineer and copy down Roswell technology, said that the Army investigators determined after the Roswell crash that the alien brains had a frequency that was just that, long, low-frequency waves, meaning the interesting thing, it means that those kind of waves can pass right through solids, believe it or not. You know, remember, the atom is mostly empty space, and if it was really short wavelengths, an atom is more adept at picking that up because it also has fine wavelengths. But long, lower frequencies go right through solids, in other words, right out through the brain. Well, that's just one base, basis. There's, there's a further basis in this new kind of energy science. Well, how I could know that it wasn't just me or maybe another human is, is this. Um, psychologists have, have shown that if you are thinking thoughts in your head and you, know, you have a verbal thought like, I'm going to go to the store, when you think those verbal thoughts, your vocal cords actually vibrate a little bit. Um, in other words, your brain and your thoughts are cycling into your body as a whole. It's the exact same with ET, such that if there is a contact going on, and this is happening in real time, it's not channeling like I'm, I was picking up on something in the past or disembodied something of this, real flesh and blood ETs, and uh, 
it, it, it cycles into their bodies, and you pick up the tenor of that. It's as though you have your own tenor, tenor in, your, in your own head of your own thoughts, your physiology, your, kind of like your voice in a sense, but it's, it's the structuring of your whole body. Same with ET. So if an ET were to have telepathy with you, you, you begin, once you get a little bit more adept at it, and it, probably right from the outset, you start to pick up on the, the physiology, the, the, the thinking patterns, obviously the thinking patterns, because when thoughts are conveyed, it's not just a linear sentence. It's a whole clustering of thoughts. So you're picking up on more than just what is being, quote, said. And, and so you, 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 it cycles in. You, you pick up their tenor, their body form. You, could, if you, you get better at it. You start to pick up exactly what, you know, what they even look like from in, a, in a dim sort of faded way. Is it almost like what Jim Sparks said? You, you're probably familiar because you quoted him on the book, I believe, when, when he says that uh, the aliens were... Even in a second, they would uh, they would uh, put thoughts into his mind, but it could be the size of a book instantaneously. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, similarly, but I would I would refine that and even say this: um, humans are we're used to sort of using our mouths primarily. Once you graduate or once you begin to do these mind communications, any mind can do this. By the way, any person of sound, I'd say just good mind, because we don't want the criminals in this mix if we can avoid them because they just don't quite fit and they probably don't, you know, they just don't know how to sort of manage this kind of thing as well, because, you know, and they become obvious. Um, is that, um, is that it's sort of, is though, you know, we, every time you have a thought, you have the thought itself, but then you have like secondary and even third or tertiary sort of ideas surrounding that. Well, aliens in mind communications are also communicating those secondary and tertiary communications, meaning the origin of those thoughts, the context of the thoughts, a little bit about the science surrounding it. And that's probably what Sparks was picking up on is that, you know, it seems to him like a whole book or like a whole tree. You know, I, I put it, a metaphor I use is that if we speak with our mouths, we have like a little line, it's almost like a line on a leaf of, of wording, you know. But when you telepath, telepathically uh, communicate, it's as though you're communicating the whole sort of image or sense of the, the, the networking of an, an entire tree, which is very different. Although it's faded, it's a little more faded. It's not as loud and vivid as you know the as you're, the thought when you're thinking of like a bright, vivid thought or, or a loud, you know, sort of verbal thing. Right. And I, last week I interviewed a, a former former intelligence agent from the UK, uh, George, and essentially he discusses microwave warfare. And he also told me that right now any retail store can buy this this piece of equipment that can actually transmit thoughts and waves into people. For example, there's a prospective thief there. The thoughts could go into his mind, not his ear, his mind saying, maybe you don't want to do that if you want to go to jail, if you don't want to go to jail. And the person would immediately just say no. Or they can use it to say, if so, if a lady's looking at a nice dress, the thoughts come to, to her mind saying, you'd look so great in that dress. And this specific store uh, I believe their revenue increased about six thousand percent for the the year after they they started with this this machine. And if you think about it, when you you're talking, you're basically hearing the vibrations in your ear, which is so you know in my my think thinking domestic uh, earthling head is so past, if you will. When you have aliens that are transmitting thoughts, isn't this what the machine does? It, it, it goes beyond what our ears can hear in such a slow way. Well, what they, they do, what you notice over time is this. 
you get a real vivid impression of it. Uh, for example, aliens are communicating in a network. They have their usually you contact an alien. It's an alien on a ship or in a location where there are a bunch of other aliens around. So you can, if you slightly expand the envelope, it's it's not like slow, like you know, it's flowing out at the rate of just you know a thousand miles an hour. It's mm-hmm. immediate. You can expand it out on a huge scale. There's a scientist whose name is a Naval Surface Weapons Laboratory um, physicist, Dr. Eldon Bird, a PhD. And his quote is that uh, it doesn't take any time for these waves, these new kind of energy waves, they're called scalars, also called gravitics or, or electrogravity. It doesn't take any time from them to go from one point in space to another because it sort of, it sort of resonates out on a much larger scale down into and, and through the universe. And so, so when you're communicating with an alien, what you notice is that um, it's as though you notice that there, there are other aliens in the mix. You start to pick up on that because, you know, they, they have this community sense. It's more social identities, not so much individuals we have. problem, of course, is that you have to watch out whether the community that they live in or their, their regime can be a little bit repressive and stifling of people. You're essentially trying to censor or put down dissent or, or certain thoughts that are negative about what they're doing, for example, abducting humans. Uh, you know, and that's a real concern now. But uh, what you feel is that it feels as though when you're communicating with Neil, it feels as if their end of it and essentially the technology they're using, which sort of amplifies that, it sort of it boosts the signal so they can pick up on it more easily and also essentially when they think it can, you know, it can resonate to you. It feels like it's in a much larger space. Before that, you would have thought, well, it's like my thoughts are in my head. Well, all of a sudden, wow, you feel that it's out in a bigger space. You sometimes don't know what the nature of that space is if you haven't studied science and physics and certainly astronomy, but you certainly, you feel it right off. With this technology that I quoted a, a minute ago, how can you discern, if this technology exists on planet Earth, how can you discern that the information that you got did not come from, say, somebody in the black budget world? Well, I've talked to someone who thinks he was targeted with this. It's called psychotronic technology. It's yes. both mind-activated and mind-sensing. goes two ways. And he was, they were trying to introduce him at a certain corporation, trying to get him involved in, in a, a technology project. Believe it or not, they were trying to look for uh, technology that could be used for essentially that, mind-reading or mind-sensing technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started after he, he told the boss, he said, he, you know, he didn't want to do it. You know, he was reluctant. He didn't want to be read into something that sounded secret. And it was like it's off the, you know, just off of the main spectrum. And he quit eventually or was and eventually he started getting seemed like threatening messages using kind of like a psychotronic technology. But they were very, very crude. What you would notice, for example, if it's something out of character, not your thoughts, is, is exactly that, is that it's not your way of thinking, you're not your tenor, but that assumes that you already know that this kind of thing goes on in the first place. The dangers for people who have, it's where we are right now in time, people that don't think there's a such thing as telepathy or this new technology that we are certain exists, because if you put thoughts into their head, it's like they're thinking, wait a minute, is that me? And if the thoughts were so bizarrely different from them, they could think they're having mental problems. Or they could think that, oh, I'll do something different now. And, you know, if, where if we had a simple awareness of, oh, yeah, aliens exist, uh, there's a new, there are new kinds of technology, this is merely one of them. It may actually have potential for education or, or for, you know, for other things in the future rather than mind control. We ha- if we're not aware that it's there, then, you know, someone is going to try to abuse it. And that's reportedly what, what people, you know, essentially say. It's different from you in character. It can almost have almost a tinny sort of sound to it in a sense. 
And, you know, it's not you. You, you, The thing is, this is anybody in their lifetime, they have a good sense of who they are, how they thought, even how they thought in the whole of their past and their life. If something happens and it's bizarrely different, they know something's going on. You know, some people think, am I on drugs? Or they might think, this is just not me. And if they know that telepathy and this communication, this kind of technology exists, they might just think, yeah, I, I think I know who it might be. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.